Thanks for joining us today for the Ramp Church podcast. We pray that you'll be uplifted, empowered and revived by this week's message. If you'd like to know more about Ramp Church Manchester or would like to partner with us in giving, visit us over on our website, ramp.church/mcr or find us on social media. Now let's get into this week's message. now a shortened message that we're going to give you based on kind of the rewritten agenda that the Holy Spirit had for tonight. But it was a fit, it's been a fitting service so far um, because what's on Stacy and I's heart is, is actually worship. And um, I, I have some huge announcements that I'm going to give, so hopefully I can get through those to actually talk about worship with you. Um, is that okay if I do a few announcements? It's a, this is like a key week. I know you guys are like announcements, not really. Um, but it's a key week in the life of our faith family. And so these, these announcements are, are family updates that are really, really good. So if you're new to our, our church, you came in a great season. It is a relaunching in many ways. And um, the, the first thing I want to mention are we're going to have increased fasting and prayer in September. And those are going to focus on Wednesdays. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Come on, Ramp Church. Yes. When, uh, when people are celebrating what, what um, pressing in and, and fasting and prayer, I just, that is, that's a beautiful thing uh, as a faith family. So fasting and prayer Wednesdays in sep- September. Stay tuned to our social channels for all the details on that. But we're going to, meeting in, uh, we're going to be meeting in different locations on Wednesday nights. Um, in the city to make it easy for you to be a part of in-person spaces. Monday nights, we're going to have, uh, will be our online prayer meetings. So if, if you're Ramp Church online, if you're a part of our Ramp Church online community, you can still be a part of this season in September. Monday evenings, 7.30, those links are on our website. But stay close to our social channels. All the details are going to be released this week because our first prayer meetings are this Wednesday night. There's also going to be some special focus on Wednesday mornings as well, which you can share more about. So there's so much to, so much to share. I'm just going to send you to our social channels for that. But next weekend is a huge weekend for us, Ramp Church. Uh, 5th of September, we are launching our Sunday morning gatherings at our new venue. Can somebody give me a shout? <laughs> yes. Man, it's been a long time and a lot of looking. Our teams have been looking just nonstop for months and months and months. And we're so excited to be at Oasis Academy next Sunday, 11 a.m. So, you know, since we launched, Ramp Church has has really been a regional church. And our communities meet, uh, have, have met in person from as far north as Blackburn and um, down into, um, yeah, yeah, down, down south. So um, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's. All those cities that are hard to pronounce. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, those other places. It's amazing to be in a central location in our next in-person um, space. And it's just kind of in between Media City and um, in City Center. And uh, so we would love to see you there, Oasis Academy. You can Google it, or you can also go to our homepage, ramp.church, slash MCR, and the address is right there on the banner. So next, uh, next weekend is huge. So next Sunday, 11 a.m., um, that's where we're going to be. 
we won't be here next Sunday evening. And Ramp Church Online, uh, for those of you, we're moving our stream. So we've been streaming live 5 p.m. We're going to be streaming live from 11 a.m. On, um, on Sunday mornings. So, yes. Yeah, please do. Go. You know, about the venues, when we've, we first, I want to thank any of you who sent us a suggestion. Uh, some of you sent us, you know, places that, you know, I promise you we contacted every single spot that got sent our way. And I just felt, you know, so grateful to have one open door. And like Jesus told his disciples, whoever receives you, receives my father who sent me. Whoever welcomes you, welcomes me. And there were so many closed doors. But this one open door, I just feel like there's a blessing. And it could be, it could be you know, God uses, he, he used even pagan kings throughout Israel's history to accomplish his will. He will use anybody and anything. And he's opened this door for us at Oasis. But the school that we were meeting at, Stretford Grammar School, y'all, they've been blessed. I don't know if you have driven by that school, but they have built an entire new school in front of that school. And that is the, I, I see that as God's blessing on them. Because when I first went to that school, I wasn't even looking for a venue. And I emailed, I mean, I, I was looking for a venue, but I was actually touring the school for one of my daughters. And I emailed them. And anyway, they opened, they opened the door to us. And um, look at how God has blessed them. So I just believe whoever welcomes us is welcoming him who sent us. And I'm excited about this open door. Hey, man, anybody excited about Oasis Academy? Yes, yes. It's a beautiful building, great location. If you, if you don't drive, it's really accessible by public transport. So, um, yeah, so great spot. But Sunday is actually the middle, Sunday morning's the middle of the festivities. The festivities actually begin Saturday night. And if you're on a serve team, we have team night Saturday night um, from 6 to 8. And that's where our serve teams are going to get together. And Stacey and I want to minister to our serve teams. And I I just want to celebrate tonight those of you who have served in any capacity since we've been meeting on these Sunday nights. And from, from greeting to uh, kids to, uh, to media, wherever you have served, um, to, to the band, I'm just so thankful. I'm so, so grateful. Cleaning up, and there was a time where every single surface had to be, had to be sanitized in this room before we left. And if you have served in any way um, since we've been meeting on Sunday nights, I'm just going to embarrass you. Would you just stand up in any way? Come on, just stand, just stand. I want, I just want, come on, yeah. Would you just put your hands together? Yes, come on. Let them know how thankful we are. We are so, so thankful for you. And in a season where um, even coming back to in-person services, is, we're out of the habit, aren't we? It's just like not in my weekly rhythm anymore. You guys went a step beyond and you said, I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to serve. I, I, not only is in-person not in my habit, um, coming and showing up and volunteering is way out of my habit, but I'm going to do it anyway. And you have created a place for us to, to kind of gradually move back into our in-person spaces. So I'm so thankful for you. And this is a time, if you are in a serve team, and this goes for those of you online, if you're in a serve team or you want to, to learn more about serving, what does it look like to be part of a serve team at Ram Church? We're meeting at Oasis Academy from 6 to 8 p.m. Um, next Saturday. And we're, we are going to be talking about some practical stuff. It's a great time if you want to get plugged in to come to this, and you're going to get some practical training for, for the next morning. But we're also going to do some spiritual stuff together where, where, and some relational time. So I know that seems like a long, a long space together, but it's going to be worth your time. 
And so I'm really excited. 6 to 8 p.m. next Saturday night um, is when this starts. And that's going to be some, some great family time for us to, to get together to, to set a table for our city on Sunday morning at 11. And then after the service on Sunday, we're having a back-to-school party. So it's, this is like blowout week. We haven't meet, met in person on Sunday mornings. We're like, we're doing everything in one weekend, okay? So Sunday morning, back to school party, 12 to 3 p.m. We're going to have uh, inflatables for the kids and the adults, inflatables, and there's going to be food truck, coffee truck uh, at Oasis Academy. And so come hungry and come ready to jump up and down on something that's inflated. Um, and it's going to be fun. So y'all don't seem ready to jump. Yeah, y'all seem ready to jump up and down. I mean, I don't know, but it's going to be fun and it's going to be filling. So come bring an appetite and um, yeah, your party hat. So, um, but the biggest announcement I have because we really wanted to add one more thing to next Sunday morning. Now, the biggest announcement I have is something we're actually launching. Uh, this next Sunday that we've never done before. And I feel like it is the next step, so to speak, in our journey uh, as a faith family in creating uh, an environment, an atmosphere to host God's presence and then to welcome our city. And next Sunday morning, we are launching from 9.30 to 10.30, every Sunday morning, a worship and a prayer space. And so if you, maybe, maybe if you enjoyed being a part of kind of the environment we were just in, we're going to now every Sunday morning, we're going to spend an hour before our regular service with full band. And it's going to be a space where we come together. It'll be open to the public, but it's not our main service. It's not like the early service. It's just a prayer and worship space. And it's just a time where we come together and what's on our hearts is to minister to God more than anything to have a space before we welcome our city um, to come and experience the presence of God. We want to minister to the most important guest of all. And so an hour of every Sunday morning uh, is going to be given exactly to that. For those of you that feel like you hear from God, this is a great time for us to be able to release the word of God, pray into that. Um, So there'll be times of intercession. To be honest, I could list off a list of things, but I don't really know what it's going to look like. That's um, how set in stone the agenda is. I don't have a firm agenda. It is show up um, in honesty. I think it's one of the most important things we can do in worship and in prayer is, is be honest before God, be transparent before him, but with hunger of knowing God, um, the most important thing in our life is to come into your presence and to see you. And so we met uh, the worship team of Ramp Church. Don't you love the worship team at Ramp Church? Aren't they amazing? I mean, I just like, I like pinch myself in the front row like, man, I get to come here every week. This is, this is amazing. But we met a couple weeks ago and with Clay and Liv um, gathered the, the team, some of them digitally, and just kind of, uh, I didn't know how the team would, would receive it because I'm like, well, you know, we, we normally have like 20, 30, maybe 40 minutes of worship on a Sunday morning. We're adding an hour to that every Sunday morning. Um, but the team was just ecstatic, like totally on board for this, for creating this atmosphere, this environment. And so our heart, Ramp Church, is that through this next step, that we can not only um, host the creator of the universe, 
but it positions us as a church then that when we open our doors 30 minutes later at 11 a.m., that there's already been an atmosphere set. And that as we invite our city, we're not inviting our city to come experience a brand or a great communicator or, a great, or great music, because music doesn't change people. But, but we're inviting people to come and, and experience an atmosphere that's already been invaded by the presence of God, a God who loves them and has a purpose for their life. Can anybody get behind that idea? <laughs> so to do this takes a lot of work and a lot of planning and even sacrifice on our serve teams because we're, we're having to move our schedule up earlier just to make this happen. But that's how, that's how important we feel this is. And I, I, you know, just to be completely honest with you, um, you know, the angel Gabriel did not wake me up in the middle of the night and go, Joe, start a worship and prayer gathering us anymore. So this is, this is, I don't have like a really firm word from God on this. This for us came from Stacy and I through a season of, of seeking over the past few months, just seeking God and going, God, we, we want to create this space for you, but I don't know what it's going to look like. We don't even know where to put it. And it was kind of like, well, let's just give this a shot. You know, let's just give this a try. So are you guys up for that experiment? Does that sound okay to you? So, so that's what we're going to do every Sunday morning, 9.30 to 10.30. We're going to give it a shot and see if, see if he shows up. And if he shows up, it's, it's worth it. And so um, you're welcome to come starting at 9.30 if you want to come halfway through, if you just want to come and sit at the back, or if you want to come and be the crazy person at the front jumping up and down the whole time. Whatever you want to do, this is that space to just just no agenda, no, no time limit to come seek God together. Amen? So that's going to kind of, where we were doing pre-service prayer, this is now our pre-service prayer spot. So we're just expanding it with now a full band. What a blessing. So when you come next week, it will be different. We won't have the normal pre-service. This is the new normal. This is with the worship band at 930. And we're not expecting everybody to come We're just wanting to provide a space for our musicians, our band, those who are able um, to sit before the Lord and to pray together. Amen? Yeah, so it's open to everybody. Bring your friends if you want to. You know, it's it's open to whoever. This is also, I would say that this space is best for believers, uh, for those who know Jesus. And then bring your unbelieving friends to the service. But if you bring unbelievers to this space, they will probably be confused. They will, they will be, that you will have a lot of explaining to do. They'll love the presence of God, but you'll need to translate a lot, okay? <laughs> yes, this is that space. And um, so 11 o'clock, I think this will even allow us to be more missional with our 11, sir, uh, 11 a.m. service and, and go, God, what's the word that you have for the people that are coming to the table of the Lord? Uh, that like Isaiah ha- says, they have no money, but you welcome them and say, come, eat freely, drink from the waters of life. So that's our heart behind this space. And um, I don't, what do you want to do? We're kind of out of time. Um, what do you think? Is, we're, we're kind of, I this first, is spontaneous. I first want to say something about what the worship, some of the worship that we just came through. And I want to just thank you guys and encourage you Um, in engaging in a space. And I want to grow in this personally. I want to to grow my capacity to be in spaces of God's presence that aren't about me. Where worship isn't just about the things I like and my preferences and my styles and what ministers to me and what gets me moving, but where we have a culture where it is a place where we can tend to God. And just get behind whatever the Holy Spirit is doing. 
And sure, we're going to miss it sometimes. But this is the great thing I've learned is heaven does not have policemen that are like policing and trying to, oh, she's in the flesh, get her out, get her out. Now, we have to be sensitive to that. We have to be discerning. But we're going to miss it, right? I'd rather have an environment of freedom than one of control where people are too scared to step out and find God. I'd rather have a place of freedom where we can go out into some deep waters and learn how to swim than trying to teach everybody to swim when they're only toe deep. And I want us to be a community where we can host the presence of God and we can wait on him. And sometimes it's going to be awkward. It's going to be like surfing. Sometimes we're going to come into the presence of God. And before you ride the wave, you know what you do? You paddle. You paddle. A lot. You paddle a lot. (laughs) And then once you get out there, what do you do? You wait. And sometimes a wave comes and sometimes a wave doesn't come. And some services we're going to come and all we're going to do is paddle. And some services we're going to come and all we're going to do is wait. But every now and then we're going to ride a wave. And people are going to experience the glory of God. And I want us to be that type of people where we so value the presence of God and we don't cheapen it by making it about our own needs and feelings. But we're a unified body. And we can understand some service is not about me and that's okay. Or some service is about me and that's okay. And we can just get behind whatever the Lord wants to do. And that we can give each other permission that sometimes we are going to miss it. You know what the prophetic is like? It's like having a window open in your house. Okay? There's a fresh breeze blowing. Every now and then, though, you're going to get some bugs in your house. But you got some fresh breeze. Now you can shut the window to keep the bugs out, but you're going to get a little stuffy. Or you can open the window and you can allow an environment of freedom where God can speak. And sure, you may have to deal with some things, but you're going to get the breeze of the Holy Spirit. And that's what I want us to be about, creating open heavens, open windows for God to move. Anybody up for that? Ah. I feel like at the beginning of service, and maybe we'll close with this, we'll just pray over ourselves and, um, and dismiss. But I, I felt like at the beginning of service, God was um, just uh, doing some reorienting in our hearts to make the most important person in the room him. Uh, do, do you remember when you were like in high school and there was someone you had a crush on and they came into the room? Like there could be 30 people in the room But it's like, if they were in there, they were the only person you could think of. You know what I mean? Like, they may not even know you or know you too well, but it's like, you were obsessed with, like, where they were. And, like, are they looking at me? What are they thinking? I wore the wrong shirt today. I knew I shouldn't have worn that shirt. There's like, you're, like, consumed. Why? Because in your own attention, they are most worthy. To you, they're the most valuable person in the room. And when you get in moments and atmospheres of worship, notice who your mind is worried about. Sometimes it's worried about what other people are thinking about you. Sometimes it's worried about what you think about you. That's more of a dignity kind of perspective. But if, if the most important opinion in the room is God's, you've all of a sudden reoriented your heart and you're ready to worship. 
If someone else is, if someone else has your attention, now the most literal translation that we get from the original language, especially in the Hebrew Bible, for that, that our English Bible translate worship, is adore, adoration. That's the most literal translation we get. But that we don't have a. I'm guessing you don't use like that word very often. You know what I mean? How's that restaurant? I adored that restaurant. That new coffee shop in Northern Quarter. Oh. Adored it. I mean, that's just not like in our common vernacular. But, uh, you know, uh, attention, we, we live in an attention economy, don't we? Where your attention is valuable. Just ask Mark Zuckerberg how valuable your attention is. It's extremely, val- it's extremely valuable. And the, 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 the clearest modern idea we have is, is what is grabbing our attention, and that first starts in a heart place. And for me, at the beginning of worship today, what was God, God was recalibrating us. You know, I have to recalibrate a compass. If you've ever used a compass, or a, it, 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 sometimes it's showing north, but it's not really north. It's you're not going to end up where you're trying to go. And it's the same place in worship. You could think you're worshiping, but you're actually just singing. You can think you're worshiping, but you're actually just doing calisthenics. <laughs> it's, that isn't worship. Now, worship does involve that, but worship starts with where is my attention? Who is the most important opinion in the room to me? You know, Paul in 1 Corinthians, I'm not going to preach. This is the last thing I'm going to say. I'm telling myself that. Paul said in 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter mm-hmm. number four, he, he said, he said, um, he made such a Paul statement. It's just amazing. He says, I don't care about what anybody thinks about me. I wish I could just read this, but for time's sake, I won't. I don't care what anybody thinks about me. And it's just like, yeah, that sounds like you, Paul. (laughs) Pretty confident. It's the same kind of context of anybody preaches anything different than what I preach to you, don't listen to him. Okay. He's got confidence. But then he said this, I don't even believe, I don't even trust what I think about me. The only judgments that have weight in my own mind and heart are what God says about me. And we live in a culture that has divorced ourselves at times from the opinions of others. And that looks like radical individualism. I'm going to live my life. I don't care what they think about me. I don't care what they say. Okay. okay. But you're married to your own opinion of yourself. And I promise you the end of that is, is just as much death as being, being absorbed with someone else's opinion of you. Paul offered a third option. And the third option is, if you, we're going to be uh, consumed with someone's opinion, but let it be God's. Let it be God's. Why? Because we're created to worship. We're created to attend to someone's opinion. It's why a couple weeks ago, I walked out on the side of my front porch during the Leeds match. I live in Old Trafford. It sounded like they were singing on the end of my street. 70,000. Hours, hours. Mainly men worshiping, right? Worshiping. What is that? And I love football, so I'm not, if you're a football fan, I'm not, I'm not, no shame, okay? I'll watch the match with you. But But what is that? There's something we're made to worship. It doesn't mean the object of our worship is worth the attention we're giving it. So even as as we enter into this fresh season, Ramp Church, of giving God something that only 
he deserves on Sunday mornings. Where does it start? It just starts in that place. I hope this helps you because it it helps me just getting this practical. Who am I concerned about right now? Whose opinion matters to me? And there was a moment in worship. Let me just be honest. This is going to make you go, oh, my pastor thinks stuff like that. There was a moment at the beginning of worship just a little while ago where I was worried about you and what you thought. I was worried. I was like, man, this is getting a little weird. What do people think about this? There are people who've never been to Ram Church before that are here. What do they think? And all of a sudden I had to go, well, who's the most important opinion in the room? Am I going to give you what you're asking for or not? And that's the moment where I had the decision to worship, worship him Worship somebody else, worship myself, worship my own reputation, worship the brand, however gross that is. You with me? We have a choice, Ramp Church, and we're in a season right now where God wants to to take us deeper into ministering to him and, and what it means to be a worshiping community. And out of that, I believe what he can do then is he can invade a people and then he can invite a city in to experience his presence in that people in that community. I see that. If I want that, I do too. I want that too, Ram Church. I'm on the journey with you.